0: All right, all right, it is a Tuesday afternoon, excuse me, which means it's another edition of The Wrap, Uh, no friends, just a friend today, no Maz, no Clarence, Uh, Clarence is on some top secret assignment, Uh, Maz is hiding in his basement, Uh, we are coming to you live as always from the Warren RV Storage Studios, Uh, proud sponsor of this great podcast, it's the largest RV storage facility in the area uh they have countless amenities for your RV, trailer, boat trailer, what have you? Uh you tell them the rap sent you and you ask for our guy Roger Z over there at Warren RV Storage located on 14 mile 6900 East 14 mile uh in Warren. Uh, again, ask for our guy Roger Z. So um interesting times going on here. Obviously the boys are gone. It's uh yours truly Brendan Senate flying solo uh staring the Titanic. Into the iceberg, as I like to tell people, um, the inmates running the asylum. Whatever, whatever analogy you want to use. We got Dave and Kelsey behind the glass. Uh, hopefully, um, they're going to keep me away from the iceberg. Uh, that I won't say it's something too outlandish or uh, foolish today, but I probably will. Um, we have uh, Pistons beat writer, Detroit news writer Rod Beard, going to join us here uh, via our Zoom system at about uh, two ten. So we'll catch up with him, we'll hit on the Lions, and and he had some interesting Piston tweets today as well. Um, Guy's always got his pulse uh, ears on the pulse of the uh, Detroit sports scene, so that'll be good to talk to Rod. Um, Obviously, again, interesting world we're living in. Obviously, um, you know, don't like to get political on this show, but figured I would lead off with with the election. Um, Doesn't matter what side of the aisle that you sit on, I don't really care. I don't understand politics that much. I often say I'm not smart enough to understand what's going on with politics. But um, that election and the subsequent acceptance speeches by Joe Biden on Saturday um, were, in my opinion, what this country needs, uh, focusing back on on education, um, dealing with um, how poorly minorities are treated. Um, So so that was a, a breath of fresh air for the country um ironic that then the next day uh it broke that that pfizer has has come up with a COVID 19 vaccine that's going to prove to be 90 percent effective in tests so hopefully once this is distributed by by next summer uh we are, are are back to normal and and we can go enjoy our friends and go out to eat and go to sporting events and, and talk about and, and cover the things that we like to talk about um Interesting sports spin on that election. I didn't get to talk about that last week when I was on with Clarence. A uh, bit of a trivia question now. Uh, Joe Biden is now in the, the answer to that sports-related uh, trivia question. So now there are now five colleges in the United States that have both produced a Super Bowl-winning quarterback and a U.S. president. I'll run them down for you. So um, – we have obviously the University of Michigan. Hail to the victors, uh, which is they can't really say that about their program right now. But uh, you know the goat Tom Brady and and former President Gerald Ford. Uh, then we have Stanford with uh, Jim Plunkett and John Elway, and then Herbert Hoover. Um, third, the U.S. Naval Academy with Roger Staubach and Jimmy Carter. So that's that's pretty cool that the uh, the U.S. Navy Academy is represented by both. And this is the surprise one, Miami of Ohio with uh, Big Ben and Benjamin Harrison, ironically both named Ben. That's, that's kind of weird, huh? And then with Biden's win, the University of Delaware is now the fifth school uh, himself and Joe Flacco, who was on our TV last night. And who would have thought that the Patriots-Jets game was going to be a better game than the Tampa Bay-New Orleans game? I mean, the Saints absolutely throttled uh, TB12 and his crew. Um, they look like the team to beat all of a sudden in this bizarro NFL. Um, their defense, which, you know, I mean, obviously their front seven's always strong. Their pass rush is good, but their secondary always seems to get burned. Uh, but they shut the vaunted uh, Tampa Bay weapons down. Uh, new addition, Antonio Brown really didn't do too much. Um they were in his face all night, that the Saints pass rush in Brady's face all night, I should say. Um, and, man, that was an absolute thrashing. And then last night, like I said, you had a, a donkey of a game. Um, and, I, and I'll talk to Rod about this a little bit when he comes on. You know, my Patriots and the Jets, and and the Jets pretty much controlled the game. And then in the fourth quarter, they they went Jets and, and um had a bad Flacco interception. Ironically, again, you know, maybe he was celebrating the, uh, you know, the the Biden victory or or whatnot. Uh, He Threw a classic Flacco pick. He just chucked the ball up there. Uh, the Patriots got the ball back, tied it up. Uh, then they had a quick three and out. Cam Newton drove him down the field, and then Nick Folk up uh, oh, kicked a, a 51-yard field goal at the uh, at the buzzer. And here's our guy. We we hyped him up, Mr. Rod Beard. How how you doing there, Rod? Can you hear me, Rod? How are you? Good, man. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Uh, helping me, uh, you know, flying solo today. Uh, again, Clarence is on a secret spy mission. Maz under the weather, so they they let the uh, they let the inmate run the asylum. So I appreciate you being here. How you been? Oh
1: no, not a problem at all. Thanks for having me on.
0: So let's uh, we'll we'll start off with uh, the Detroit sports scene's biggest biggest pain point. Uh, those those uh, lovable losers, the Lions. Uh, consecutive blowouts. Uh they got dalvinized by, by Dalvin Cook. I mean, that, that that seems to be a regular thing now, two weeks in a row. Um, thankfully I wasn't playing him in fantasy this week, unlike the week before. Twenty two carries, two hundred and six yards, two TDs. Kirk Cousins acted like he was uh, you know, at a at a at a frat party in East Lansing. He was just kind of chucking the ball for three touchdown passes. Uh Matt Stafford gets a concussion. So started off by 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 your feelings on this on this team it's 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 same old lions right
1: well i I think it's just that the biggest disappointment is that the defense isn't coming up where they should be you had a couple of weeks where they could stop the run and and they look like a little bit more promising And, and that's supposed to be matt patricia's strong point is this defense needs to look better and it's not looking like the the years where jim caldwell's lions had one of the top defenses in the league behind than Dominick can sue. This is just a, a milquetoast defense that gives up big plays. And when they can't stop the run, they, they really can't do anything. And the longer the defense is on the field, you don't have Matt Stafford on the field uh, and you're just gonna give up points. And, and Stafford wasn't at his best, certainly not having practice last week, but there's so many things wrong with this Lions team and they just don't seem to be improving
0: from week to week. You know, it was funny, I was I was teasing the guys um, when they when they pulled that Atlanta game out that this was the worst thing that could happen. You know, as you continue to win, right? Because that that restored some hope. And even Maz, you know, Maz he, he's been anti Patricia as I've warned him. I mean, as you know, I'm a Boston guy and I warned him from the start that it wasn't a good hire. But yeah, I mean things just don't seem to be improving and like you said, it was ironic. Caldwell was an offensive guy and they had a good defense, and now they have a defense defensive guy and the defense stinks. So it's it's gotta be maddening, right?
1: no it, it is and, and tara lawson was the engineer of that defense for the most part but that team had guys you 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 knew that they could get a stop when they needed a stop this team just doesn't seem to get those stops they don't get turnovers they don't get sacks they don't make big plays when they need to and they really struggle to get off the field when they the game is on the line or when they need a stop it's just not something that you're going to see and again that that would be fine if your offense was like a scoreboard But now without Kenny Galladay, without uh, the running game that showed so much promise at the beginning of the year, it is working right. The only thing you can point to is special teams, which got two punt blocks this week, one last week. I mean, that's that's not enough to hang your hat on to say that this coaching staff and this regime uh, needs to remain around past this year. You've got to see some more progress in all this. And and to your point, the wins that they got over Atlanta and Jacksonville did instill some of that hope. You would think if they had lost both of those games – that the Lions would have been a little bit more open dealing Matt Stafford to Dallas, uh, who just desperately feels like they have to be in it. And in the division they're in, yeah, you can have that type of optimism. But yeah, that would have been something. But just where they are now and with what Green Bay and Chicago is doing is gonna be really hard to catch up and to grab one of these playoff spots this year.
0: And you make making a great point with with not making moves. I mean, obviously there was, this was, I expected it to be kind of a um, a busier trade deadline. And really there was no moves. There was tons of rumors. You know, um, Green Bay kind of held the—or, the, the, um, I'm sorry, Houston held the ski mask and the Uzi to Green Bay and, and, and wanted uh, Will Fuller, but but they couldn't pull the trigger. It, you know, they wanted a second-round pick. So so nothing really big happened, and then it's like the deadline passed, and then all these teams have exposed themselves, and you look back, like, like you kind of just said, like, damn, we should have probably moved these guys because— we're going yeah. nowhere, and that middling draft pick. I mean, I'm almost in the same boat with my Patriots. I mean, I you'll you'll, you'll get a chuckle out of this. I mean, last night I, f- I was texting my buddies. I, I felt like a Detroiter because we're losing. We're down by ten to the Jets, and I'm like, I really kind of want to lose this game because we'll stay at two losses, and we might get Trevor Lawrence. The, the, this is could be tank for Trevor stuff, and they pulled it out. And you know, needless to say, so that's the thing: going seven and nine, going going six and ten. It gets you that like late for you know like ninth, tenth, twelfth, thirteenth pick, and, and you that those aren't franchise changers, right?
1: No, and and no matter what will the Patriots had, they were not going to overcome the will of the Jets to remain un- <laughs> to remain <laughs> winless. <laughs> that that just wasn't going to happen. They, yeah, they unfortunately, forward and said, "Hey, we're up ten. Wait a minute, something's wrong here. We're in the upside down world. We got to F- turn this around." Right. It's it is twenty twenty, and- but
0: Flacco, hurry up and throw a pick, and let's get this thing moving, right? <laughs> No you doubt. are who you are. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, again, so I mean, it it, it almost, I, so we're definitely on the same page. I mean, like I said, I said this from day one that, that they got to pull the plug on this regime at the end of the season, right? This Ford has to clean house.
1: If if not before, and, and I don't know, if, if you do it before, you don't really have somebody you can bring in. Not, neither of the assistants is one that I would think that they would just uh, uh, immediately promote and have them be the head coach. So what do you do at that point? I think you've got to look at at sort of what's that next step? Who are you going to bring in? And it's almost like Michigan with Jim Harbaugh. And I, I said this when they, they brought in Harbaugh, he can't fail because you don't have another option after that. And so they had been longing after Patricia for so long that what's that next step? Who's that a number one guy that even if they wanted to go out and get somebody else, that they'd be able to go out and get in it's going to fix this. You've got some of the same retreads, the same names that are out there. Are you going to get Eric Bieniemy to to make this happen? Um, I don't know another big name that's out there that you say is going to garner the respect immediately in that locker room and get guys to play for him. And again, I keep hearkening back to Jim Caldwell. He may have had his blunders and things that people didn't like about him, but his players played for him every week. Even when they were overmatched, they gave an effort and they came out and played. And you just don't see that. You haven't seen that since Caldwell left.
0: Right, that's a great call. I mean, even Byron Lefwich, too, would be up there with BNME. And then I know Clarence likes it, and his, I'm drawing a blank, the defensive coordinator from from San Francisco. But but that doesn't move the needle. You know, like, this franchise needs somebody to move the needle. And like you said, a retread's not going to do them any good. You know, they're not going to convince, say, you know, as – you know the Raiders did with Gruden Bill Cowher's not coming out of retirement to coach you know I mean there's no there's no one that that moves the needle for this franchise so I mean do you blow it all up I mean are you do do we just come back to you know I get rid like I said get rid of the regime but then you know you have the pieces in place Galladay wants to get paid Stafford's still under contract I mean where is this team going to go in your opinion? Yeah, see,
1: I don't know, and that's the thing is, is that they had an opportunity to start moving in a different direction in this last draft. If they were going to, a, that signaled we're changing something on the field in the coming years. And if you're going to change something in the front office, then you that gave you the the groundwork to start doing that. They just don't have any type of identity. They don't have any type of roster that a, a coach would come in and say, "Hey, I want to." You can't draw. Um, like you said, a Bill Cowher, out of the broadcast booth with this roster. There's there's not enough here to make him say, hey, this is something that I can do something with. I mean, you need a, a culture guy um, to come in and change the culture of this team. And we've been saying that for for decades, too. But you need somebody <laughs> like a, a Steve Mariucci that, that has a name that the players are going to respect and they're going to come and play for him, that free agents are going to respect, that everybody's going to respect. You, you can't draw a guy like that if you don't have a team that's going to make him come out of the booth or make him change teams or do something like that. That's, I mean, you can you can take a shot at the enemy, um, but again, you're getting another offensive guy. What are you gonna do about your defense?
0: Great point. And, you know, it, it's funny, you, you make the comparisons, you know, with, you know, Patricia, you know, it's obvious that, that you know, the Belichick tree has not grown many, many productive leaves and And the best one is now down in Miami in Brian Flores. And again, defensive coach. Patricia was supposed to improve this defense, but then I think you know. In reports come out of New York too, and in you know, first season. So that you know, my 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 best friend is a, is a huge Giants fan. You know, it's almost like you want to instill that culture, but until you get some credibility doing things the exact same way that that Bill Belichick does it, you don't have. You know what, what's the name of his boat? Nine rings. You know what I mean? Like you you can't come in and 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 just. You know, like like how they did Darius Slay and, 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 and things like that. You know, it just it just doesn't work. It instantly turns the locker room off, and then you spend, you know, your first couple seasons trying to build that equity back and get your guys in there, bringing in guys like Jamie Collins. You, you know, and that's the thing. It's, it's almost like you need, like you use, Clarence loves that phrase, uh, uh, culture. You just kind of set it, you know, identity, um, you know, where is that guy that's going to come in to do that? And and I haven't got a clue. And it sounds like you don't either.
1: No, no, no. And it sounds like it's Stafford that's going to be your culture guy, but he's not a jump up and and, and bang on the table type guy. He's not a, everybody jump on my back. We're going to win this game. And and one of those last couple of wins was Jacksonville that he he led that last drive. Um, But you don't see enough of that as a quarterback, you've got to be a, we're winning this game because I said so. We're driving down this field and, and getting this touchdown because I said so. And I'm going to do it enough where everybody believes in it. And and Stafford has done it a couple of times in his career, but not near not nearly enough like some of these other quarterbacks around the league where you just say Russell Wilson, he's got the ball fourth quarter, you're down two, you need a drive to get in field goal range. I know he's going to do that. You're down five. You need a touchdown. Russ is going to get you there. Roethlisberger is going to get you there. I mean, obviously, Mahomes and, and some of those other guys are going to get you there. You don't have that same feeling about Stafford that he's nine times out of ten going to get that done. We've just seen too many bad things happen and, and bad picks. And even in this this last game, the picks in the end zone are just killers. I mean, that for all the momentum and everything that you're trying to hold on to, Um, it's these simple mistakes that the Lions are making with those picks in the end zone, 10 men on the field for a 70-yard run. Those things are just killers of your culture that uh, for the past couple of weeks on the Zoom calls, we've heard players just say, just do your job. Don't try to do somebody else's job. Be consistent. Do your job well. If you're still saying that and you're halfway through your season, you've got bigger issues and bigger fish to fry about some of the stuff that you're trying to figure out. That's, That's a culture thing. That is a um, accountability thing that everybody should be doing their own job. You want to figure those things out in training camp or in the
0: preseason, not in week seven or week eight of your, your regular season. And, you know, again, this was this stretch of games where there was a number of winnable games and they lost these two straight. And now you got Washington coming in, obviously no fans. And, and you know, the Redskins are not very good, but they do have a decent defense. And I don't know. I mean, again, what's, what's the – I mean, obviously – you earn a paycheck, you play every game to win, but what's the benefit of them going out and beating Washington on Sunday? I mean, does it, you know, to go to, go to what is it, they'll, they'll be four and five if they win. What what purpose does it serve if they win that game Sunday, which they probably should, right?
1: I, they probably should, but every time you've said they probably should, they either struggled <laughs> with it or they ended up just losing it outright. I mean, the, 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 the Colts game was the one that, this can really turn their season around. This can tell you whether they're for real. You're playing a, um, a playoff type team that you're pretty evenly matched against on paper. You just got to shut down their run game and not let them kill you. And of course, what happens? The so this, kill this, them, yeah, think, yeah this, this Washington game is one where you would think that they would win. And what's on the line is probably Patricia's job and, and what we're looking at for next year. Because if they go to uh, three and six I mean this thing is 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 dead in the water at that point so you've got to figure out what type of of future you want to have and and what's the motivation can you motivate these guys to win a game that they really should win and try to hang on to that last thread of hope
0: yeah it's 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 i mean it, this season as a whole has been a biz- i mean I don't I don't bet football anyways even even in normal times but this this covid year I mean you know, people in suicide pools have lost their money early on. I mean, it's just just been a weird season, right? Yeah, I mean, completely nuts trying to handicap these games. I mean, you never know. I mean, they could. you're right. It could be a blowout either way. Who knows, right? And then, you know, the Texans, bad record. Um, The week after that, I'm sorry, they got the Panthers after that. You know, McCaffrey got dinged up again, so, you know, you don't know. Uh, The Texans at home on Thanksgiving, I mean, they should – I've said from day one that Deshaun Watson will probably go off on Thanksgiving and then, you know, the Bears who are kind of scuffling then come in and then you go Packers, Titans, and then the Buccaneers, and then the Vikings again, season over. You know what I mean? It's it's not – this was the stretch where, like you said, they had the chance to make their mark and they sure as hell didn't do it or they sure as hell haven't done it.
1: Right. If they if they were going to do it, it was, it was the Colts. It was um... – this stretch right here, that, that Washington, you could start piling up some wins, and if you go into those last five weeks and you're plus two uh, in in the win column, you feel good that, okay, if we just go 500 here, we can be right in that that conversation to be a playoff team. But, I mean, either, even Washington, you're saying this isn't a guaranteed win. They're going to have to play well to beat Washington. Well, what about Houston? Houston's scuffling a little bit. Can they beat Houston at home on Thanksgiving? Well, a lot of that on Thanksgiving is always about the energy and, and them being at home and, and, and getting some of that crowd noise to, to help them do that. I, I can't count that as a win. I, right, I don't yeah, see where rest of these Agreed. wins are coming from. I, I can't see them getting to five hundred. I just don't see it in, in the rest of the schedule that they have. And if they don't get to five hundred, you've got to think that there's going to be some
0: changes. And like you said, I mean, the Packers stubbed their toes a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the Bears seem to be struggling. So I mean, the opportunity was there, and they and they slipped it away. Um, the, so the, did, the
1: Vikings tried to help them,
0: and <laughs> they beat
1: they for him. And then if you you beat the Vikings, then you get right back in that conversation. You lose exactly. to the Colts, you lose to the Vikings, you've got nothing left.
0: That's it. Uh, so you did mention Harbaugh. We uh, we should touch on that briefly. You know, I mean, then you you, you go out, you you, you lose to State, and then you go out and you lay a complete egg against Indiana. But like you said, what's the alternative? What what are they where do they go from here? You know, he was supposed to be the savior, and There's no saving being done.
1: No, I mean, in looking at it logically, if you had gotten less miles first a couple of years ago, then you would have said, well, all right, if less doesn't work out, then you can still go back to Harbaugh. I don't know where you go after this, and I don't think it's a talent issue. I think it's a coaching them up issue and and getting them ready. There is absolutely no excuse for not beating that Michigan State team. That team, where, where they stubbed their toes in the first week, they came back and played ready like this was a rivalry game that they had to win to stake their entire season on doesn't matter whether you lose to Rutgers doesn't matter whether you come back and lose to Iowa as the old saying goes if you beat Michigan you've had partly a successful season and state was able to do that and then in in Michigan's case you you lose to Indiana a team that you just haven't lost to in this
0: generation I mean that's what was the last time 87 did I read that
1: was that yeah, the year? It's, it's, some it's, bizarro you know, number, it was, right?
0: 20-something
1: 20, 20 years, like 90-whatever, 80 or 90-something. Okay. But the point of it is you couldn't get up for Michigan State, and then in that downslide, you couldn't get ready again for Indiana. So what do you do if they even play this week against Wisconsin? This this whole season is just down the tubes. It, it They started from behind with not starting the rest of the season with everybody else and the Big Ten chasing the money, just like all the other conferences are. That's a whole different conversation about why we're even playing in the middle of a pandemic. But um, the science didn't change, nothing else changed, but they decided they were. And it just looks like they're walking around in a a zombie phase, that they don't want to be there, they're not motivated, um, and they couldn't care less about the rest of this. That's a great call.
0: Yeah, right, I mean, because the Big Ten initially pulled the plug, right? and then. You know, all of a sudden, decided to play. They chasing that almighty dollar. So that's that's a great take by you. Um, obviously, you're the you're, you're the Pistons beat guy. You, you, you tweeted out some hit us with some piston notes here before we let you go. Um, you tweeted out recently uh, some thoughts on on a potential draft pick. So give us kind of the uh, the state of the union and what's going on with the Pistons right now.
1: Pistons have the seventh pick. The draft is on November eighteenth. Free agency starts two days later on the twentieth. They've got a lot of holes they got to fill um, with their roster. I think they go point guard. You're looking at probably a Killian Hayes. Uh, I like Tyrese Halliburton. He might be gone by that point. And uh, if you're hoping for a lamello ball, I think he's going to be a, the number one pick, much less a top three pick. There's some talk that they could trade up and try to get into that top three. I just don't think they have the assets to get there in that top three to get one of the top guys that they want. So it looks like they'll be picking at seven and probably Killian Hayes, I would say.
0: And did I read that they have settled on when the the, the new season's going to start? Did we, we agree on a, on a date? December, that- 22nd. December
1: 22nd, a 72-game schedule. It's going to be a little compressed um, with that. But yeah, not in a bubble either is the other notable piece is that what it looks like is teams will be playing in their home arenas for the season
0: so that should be pretty cool that's a great start to the season well Rod like I said appreciate you coming on you you, you carried me through this for, first per, portion of the show uh, helped me look good so you know always good to have a, a pros pro like you on so I definitely appreciate you taking the time with me man um, have a good rest of the day uh, enjoy this uh, you know whatever this 80 degree day we're having on, on November uh, whatever it is today the 10th or 11th I mean gotta love Michigan right it, it snowed last Sunday and, and, and now it's the 80s the patio furniture's all put away and here it is. It's we need it. You know your your patio
1: furniture is put away. Mine's still out, buddy. I'm going out. See, there,
0: there you go. Go enjoy it, brother. Thanks for coming on, man. All right, appreciate it. Thank you. All right, that was Rod Beard, Detroit News. Thanks for joining us here on the Wrap. We will be back with another show. See you guys real soon.